0: Welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the
1: NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf, and Simon.
2: And we're on, and welcome to 3 Yards Per Carry. This is our preview show of Dolphins Patriots. As always, I'm Alfredo Arteaga. Chris Kaufman is here. Simon Clancy is not here because he's on holiday once again. Uh, He went to New York. He's covering... I don't think he's covering. I think he's watching it as a fan. Giants and Jets. Would you consider that like something you would do on vacation, Chris? Go watch the Giants and the Jets? I would
1: rather I would rather go vacationing and what well, no, I I was about to make a terrible joke. Um I would rather go vacationing anywhere else and doing almost anything else than to be vacationing to see a Giants Jets game.
2: Hey man, you know, whenever you have a chance to see Tyrod Taylor versus Zach Wilson, you just gotta you gotta buy that ticket, right?
1: <laughs> Apparently so.
2: Yeah, like that's that's when you know, screw Mahomes, Herbert, Mahomes, Tua, nah. Tyrod Taylor, Zach Wilson, that game that's is the real have controversy. Some, that's gonna have some juice on on Sunday, absolutely. Yeah, that's
1: the real controversy right there.
2: Yeah. Uh yeah, the Giants actually look like a real football team with Tyrod Taylor. (laughs) You know, (laughs) which is odd, but hey, you know. It's not that odd if you think about it. Yeah, if you really think about it, it's not that odd, you know, that you have a I I don't know how many people out there are actually
1: ever buyers of Daniel Jones,
2: but yeah, right. Like like there shouldn't be be me. There shouldn't be any, period. Uh all right, as this show is always is brought to you by GoPuff. Use the promo code welcome1010 or welcome1010 and you get $10 off your first 10 orders. Factormeals.com. Use the promo code three yards per carry. That's the number three yards per carry five zero and you get 50% off your first order. And as always, prize picks. Use the promo code three yards. That's the number three yards. You deposit $100, you get $100. It's as simple as that. Like there are no strings. You deposit $100, you get $100. And of course Manscaped. use the promo code 5RSN and you get 20% off your first order and free shipping. And of course Black Coral Rum go to Steel Tie Spirits that's s t e e l tie spirits.com to learn more. They're available anywhere you get you you can get your rum in here here in South Florida. All right, let's let, let's start here. We're going to start in a weird place. Uh we were speaking off air. You did not see the bills and the Buccaneers.
1: I did not.
2: Okay. The Bills, for all intents and purposes, dominated that game, but kept asking the Buccaneers to beat them in the second half. And let me ask you a question. If a Hail Mary is thrown, but there's nobody around to catch it, did it get thrown? <laughs> um.
1: No. Yes, I don't know.
2: Okay. Because this is the weirdest Hail Mary. It's one of those where the Hail Mary is thrown and you're like, whoa, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield was actually getting this ball out there. And then it's, wait a minute. That's Chris Godwin right there, wide open. And there's the ball at Chris Godwin's <laughs> feet. And he gets no hands on it. <laughs> and nobody wow. gets a hand on it. Poor guy. If there was ever a Hail Mary where it should have been caught it should have been that one last night and the bills should have gone down to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so there's your, your front page and your recap of bucks bills, which kind of makes this, this game kind of important on Sunday.
1: Did well, yeah, but, um, well, I guess it makes it important. Um, the bills are clearly flagging a little bit, but, um, you know, and not just, you know, not just in a way of, uh, not just because they nearly lost on a hail mary. In other words, mm-hmm. um, they're they don't they're playing. Bills fans are not happy right now.
2: No, no, they're 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 downright mad. And the reason that they're mad is because that game, man. And I've watched it since uh, to get a better handle of the Patriots. And we're going to start right here uh, when the Dolphins are on defense against the the Patriots' offense. That was the best game. I don't know if you watched the game, but. I'm talking about Bills Patriots. Mm. That was the best game Mac Jones has ever played. Period. And I Wait. don't think I don't think there's another there's a closer one. Really? I think Mac that was the best game he's ever played uh against the Bills last week. And the Patriots look inspired. Mm. You know, in fact, uh, let's test this. Let's let's go let's go look back. Um we're gonna see a lot of Bad quarterback play here. When 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 I pull this up, yeah, that's yeah. But this was this was this is good <laughs> stuff. Twenty five.
1: Still favored by. We're still favored by nine and a half. So yes.
2: <laughs> Look, Mac Jones was twenty five of thirty for two seventy two, two touchdowns, a quarterback rating of one twenty six point seven. Yes, it's the best game he's ever played. So. Yeah, uh, I I thought he was really, really good in that game. I thought the Patriots looked like they had a plan. Um, And we're going to start right here. Seems like Dolphins are getting a guy back here very, very soon, as in imminent, as in probably Sunday. Jalen Ramsey makes his return. Your thoughts on what that's going to do for this defense?
1: Well, it's going to be interesting. Um you and I have a little bit of a disagreement on how they're going to use him. I don't think that he's going to be a full-time player in the game uh in his first week back. I think that they're going to It's going to be a little bit more than a sprinkle, but a little bit less than a shower. Um mm-hmm. you know, so uh it's I think that um the the concern would be for him that you know, he he just got he just got cleared. I I happen to know this. Um, because if you, if you were in, you know, OnlyFans and and such like that, I, I think I was telling everybody in late September that, um, that he was already trending for a late October return, not December as, as had been widely advertised that, that he was, this is where he had been trending. Um. So, you know, the concern would be getting all the strength back in all of the um, the areas surrounding the knee because after you know the surgery and then uh, going through um, you know recovery and rehab, staying off it, stuff like that, you know things tend to atrophy. so um, so getting getting all of the strength back, you know, getting that percentage to baseline back up to you know a hundred percent. That's the um. That's that's the thing that you want. Now you don't have to be at one hundred percent to play, um. But you uh, you know if you're not at a hundred percent and you're playing, then it might be a good idea to put him on you know quote unquote pitch count because uh, just because you don't want to tire him out. Tired muscles result in. I mean, it's the entire basis for the whole the whole analytic. You know slash. Um, high level approach that they have in the training room where they have the cameras that, that measure exact ranges of motion. They have the sophisticated equipment that measure all your strength and individual muscles and individual muscle groups' strength relative to baseline. They have all that, that um, very, uh, very sophisticated equipment for a reason. And uh, it's because, you know, if a player is too tired or if he's got bad range of motion, then he is more likely to get injured. So um, so they don't want to tire him out, I don't think, too much for this game and end up getting him in a situation where, you know, he's he's the muscles around his knee are a little bit tired out and then then something slips. So um, so I think they'll uh, they'll they'll probably use him partially in the game, but it it should it should be an impact. I mean, he's a good he's a good corner. They're going to mostly play him on the outside, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we'll see how we'll see how that goes.
2: Yeah, and going forward, like, he's the type of guy that, you know, I, I don't know why anybody hasn't, you know, decided. If you watch the the Chiefs, and and not that I have the formula here or the blueprint uh-huh. to stop Patrick Mahomes, but if yeah, you can go. take away Travis Kelsey, you go a very, very long way to stopping Patrick Mahomes. And I think he's precisely the kind of guy that you can use. Uh-huh. He's a big-body guy. He's long-rangey. Uh, I absolutely love him as a player. He's one of my favorite players in football. And when they got them, I was I was completely over the moon. Yeah, our little disagreement on on OnlyFans was uh, my my point was if he's healthy, uh, putting an arbitrary pitch count on on him doesn't make too much sense to me. If he is in football shape, the only reason mm-hmm. you would put, in my opinion, to put a pitch count on somebody is if they're not healthy, and you're trying to prevent injury. But then again, you could get injured on play number one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I do know this. Uh, dolphins are, and it's a, it's a trend going around the league. And I kind of like the trend. I was sold on it because I was like, I didn't, I, I didn't kind of agree. I didn't agree with it when I first saw it. I was like, like this is going to kill people out here. <laughs> like, this is going to injure people. Dolphins practice at 100%. And this yeah. week, it seems like they sprinkled in some seven-on-seven, which is something that they never do. Uh so they got a pretty long look at Jalen Ramsey this week. So if he's activated, he should be healthy. So mm-hmm. first of all, your thoughts on on ramping him up that way because I've heard the argument, "Oh, you put him on a pitch count because he had no preseason." But then again, there's a, there's guys like Xavier Howard didn't have any preseason and he played week 1 every snap. So mm-hmm. you know, so your thoughts on how they're ramping him up by essentially high impact practices.
1: Well, you you talking about Ramsey ramping ramping him up by high high, high intensity practices? Yes, I mean, he's been he's been that way. Well, so I mean he's he's been limited, but then then he's starting to go more. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I think I think that uh, he got the clear he got the clear all um to go back to practice uh from his doctors to get out of the rehab program and start ramping up um about a month ago. Uh, so this has been a longer process than just that. I think we're just seeing kind of the tip of the iceberg with him, you know, participating in more intensive practices and, and such. Um, so, you know, I, I trust that. I trust that. I, I honestly, I just trust, I trust whatever they decide as far as, as far as, um, you know, how to package him and how to rotate him and how to sprinkle him in there, um, without. Very <laughs> excuse me you might have to cut that one out uh that was a dad sneeze um but anyway i i trust them on on how to sprinkle them and and manage them they i i do know that they have a very very sophisticated um you know training approach as far as it, it's not it, you know it it's not maybe what some people think it is it's it's probably a lot more sophisticated than people think it is as far as the measurement and uh measurement and equipment goes and the um the the analytical approach so i i trust whatever they're doing that way
2: yeah and you know when when you guys see him you're gonna you're gonna absolutely fall in love with him as far as a player he's he's such a good player he's one of my like i said one of my favorite players in all of the nfl and i am almost certain had he not been beaten by that long touchdown by stefan Diggs. In that na- on national television, nobody would be talking about, oh, he's washed up. His numbers are perfect. His numbers are good. He's a top three cornerback the last two years. And the numbers I care about are in line. He's a tackler. He's a willing tackler. He's good in run support. He could play almost every everywhere. Uh Ramsey's gonna be it's one of the best acquisitions uh Chris Greer has made. Um uh, we're gonna move on here and we'll talk very little about the about the New England Patriots offense because Let's face it. <laughs> we talked about them before. There's not much to talk about on yeah. that offense. Although they were very good against the, the, the bills. Uh, let's let's, let's start here before we go to break this pass rush playing as designed. It's all coming together. And it's, I I understand. Okay. They gave up 31 points to the, to the Eagles. Uh, they kind of wore down there. Offense did them no favors. I, I, I like what I'm seeing. J- Jalen Phillips looks great coming off of injury. He should be ramping up here toward the bye week. Uh, yeah. You kind of like what you're seeing, but, and I know that there's a trade deadline on, on Tuesday, that Eagles game. And we haven't talked too much about that Eagles game, although we did on Monday, but we didn't talk about this. Cause I went back and looked and I said, like, you know, how come we didn't look about look into this? they don't seem to trust many people past the big 4 on the front on the, on the on their front four uh you know and well i guess you could sprinkle in uh, van ginkel but past raquan sealer and wilkins they don't want they don't necessarily want to play too many more more guys so uh, well twofold.
1: one of the reasons for that is because they don't they don't actually have they don't actually have an, uh, more than more than two of those guys on the field at the same time, um that often. Yeah. Um generally speaking, you're only generally speaking, yes, there are there are occasions when all three are there, but um but generally speaking, um much more often than not, there's only two of those guys out there. Do you think sometimes, that sometimes wants? Sometimes only
2: one. Sometimes only one. Do you think FanJu wants another guy?
1: Does he want another guy, you know, in the depth department? Mm-hmm. Um, I think everybody always wants, you know, more, but I, I honestly, the, the sense that I've gotten, and if you, if you really look at, um, how they've, how they've been using them and how they've, how they've done with them, uh, the sense that I've honestly gotten is that, uh, is that they're, I think they're fairly happy with, um, with, you know, Deshaun Han sitting behind. Uh, some of those guys. Um, I don't know about Peely. I don't know what their feelings are about Peely, but um, but I think that you know, as far as just as I said, the usage is two at a time, not three at a time, like everybody thinks. And um, and so I think that they're they're comfortable with where they're at uh, with having Deshaun Hand, but you know, Vic Fangio would always want to be able to throw another body out there um i'm sure so and to that end you know keep an eye on the denver broncos um and if they are indeed having a fire sale uh and then uh then you could see somebody like mike purcell you know shake loose for you know flip them off for a conditional seventh or something
2: like that and i like him. i've always liked him as a player All right, on the way out here, where's the danger with this Patriots offense? I'll go first. Uh Man, uh, against the Bills, they got on schedule. They never got off schedule. You know, they were getting five Uh yards on first down. They were getting third and two and converting. And, again, Mac Jones was – that was the best game Mac Jones has ever played. Like, you know, the numbers are there. The win uh, was there. So, yeah, Mac Jones was really, really good. On third down and they just stayed on schedule throwing to their backs throwing to their tight ends i would say that's the danger the danger is that they stay on schedule and you know while you're enjoying your barbecue and and having a beer and maybe smoking a cigar as you watch the game you look up and it's the fourth quarter and wait a minute how come we're only up three points here you know i guess that's the danger they stay on schedule so I think turnovers are going to be important. If the Dolphins can turn them over, I don't see how the Patriots can win this game. But I think that's where I I would put the danger at. If they stay on schedule, play that type of game once again. Uh, your thoughts? How are they dangerous in this game?
1: Uh, I think I think you're right about on schedule. But what I, what I think you're getting at is um, is I I don't know that I would attribute. I don't know that I would attribute it to um well first off, their offensive line is healthier now than they were before. I mean they were putting Vidarian low out there at left tackle before. And and so of course that was one of the games that Bradley Chubb we we've had a few of them now, uh, where he's where he, you know, really got back into it. You know, he got back into the um into into you know, rhythm as a pass rusher and was being productive. And he's, he's rating, he's rating pretty well this year in part because of games like that against Vidarian love <laughs> you know, and guys like that. Well, he's not going to be facing that this time. So, um, so the, the danger, one danger is in the offensive line being healthier for new England. And if, if Miami's pass rush really doesn't bring it on the occasions when they're able to bring it, then that's a dangerous thing. But if you if you pay attention to what really happened in that game with Mac Jones and him having a good game, um it was more about, I think, or as at least as much about the coverage. Because, you know, that guy pulled a two-a-tonga Valoa, um, as far as as far as what what he was doing and how quickly he was getting the the ball out of his hands. He got the ball out of his hands in just over two seconds on average. Like it was it was something like two point oh six seconds, according to uh, Pro Football Focus, um, on average to his to his uh, his throw attempts. So we're talking about like twenty four attempts, and and he you know completing twenty balls out of twenty four attempts. Um, and he's throwing those twenty-four attempts like within two seconds. That's almost less time. You know, I, I, I mentioned this because this is exactly what Miami did to New England in the first game. And it was it was so glorious in some ways and so ridiculous in other ways, is they got rid of the football so fast that New England couldn't get there with a blitzer who was unblocked.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: A blitzer would be unblocked, just coming straight in at the quarterback, and of course, the quarterback's probably in shotgun or maybe pistol or something like that. Um, and you know, the the they're coming in unblocked, and he's still he's still getting the ball out faster than the than the guy can even just get there unblocked. So, um, so I think, which you know, normally is normally is a hot route thing, but you know, I in in this case, I think Miami was getting the ball out that fast. And it was not necessarily hot. You know, it was not necessarily a hot uh, route. So um, Mac Jones did that against the Bills uh, in, or in this last game when he had a really good game. So if our coverage is not there, is not tight, is not um, disruptive, I guess you should say, then, um, then that's the danger. That's the real danger here. And when you talk about Mac Jones getting on rhythm is – the danger is if the coverage is is a little too far off, not aggressive enough, and not disruptive enough, then, yeah, he could have a game like that.
2: All right, we're going to go to break, and we come back, we're going to talk about a pretty good matchup over the years. And I understand Tua has a little streak going against Bill Belichick, but it's never been easy for that side of the ball against mm-hmm. the Patriots' defense. We'll talk about it after this break, but first, these words. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. 5790356. That's 954 Or visit their website at WCUFL.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than 80 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to three yards per carry. Alright, and we're back. I'll start here. Patriots are healthier. But not on defense. They're losing their nemesis in this. Uh, I, look, as far back as I can remember, Matthew Judon's been in a in a Patriot uniform. We can't block him, no matter. Look, Elston Jackson's had a, a pretty good season this year. He had uh-huh. no chance against Matthew Judon the first time around. Um, we can't block him. He's not playing. That's a good thing. Christian Gonzalez, who figures to be a really good player. Going forward is not going to play. He's out for the year. Jasucci is not going to play. He didn't play last week either. Keon White is in concussion protocol. We will learn more whether he will play or not uh, today. But they're healthier in the secondary, minus, of course, Gonzalez. There's one guy on on that team. Every time I watch him on tape, first of all, J.C. Jackson's back, but he's not necessarily starting. He's playing behind Jack Jones. Jonathan Jones is a good player. But Jack Jones, number 13, if you wa- every time I watch them play and I watch him play, I'm like, that guy's really, really, really good. And he's going to be extremely expensive when he comes up for contract. And I, for one, would love the Dolphins to, to be involved if that happens. You watch them play like it's not the greatest collection of talent in the world, but they stay connected and in coverage. Man, they gave, it's also maddening that they give Josh Allen absolute fits. And then Josh Allen just cuts us up every time we play him, you know? So, man, Kyle Duggar, Jabril Peppers, Miles Bryant, they are talented on that back end. Uh, your thoughts on this on this Patriots secondary, it's, it's actually getting better as the season's moving on.
1: Well, their, their coordination is, is going to get better. I mean, we, we expect that. Um, the guy, actually, that I'm a little bit worried about that, that had some success um, is uh, against us the first time around is Kyle Duggar. Because um, there were some things that they asked him to execute as far as, you know, kind of blitz options, which would be like um, fake – because we got rid of the ball. We were getting rid of the ball so fast against them that they – They had to, you know, figure out what to do um, about that, and one of one of their answers was essentially like a blitz option, where uh, where Kyle Duggar would, you know, come up and fake like he was going to rush, or or, well, it's not it's not a fake; it's an option. He he comes in like he's rushing, and if the Dolphins adjust to that by actually blocking him with an with an offensive lineman, if he's drawing an offensive lineman. He immediately reverses gear, you know, um, and, uh, and, and shifts back out into short coverage to try and, uh, to try and cover the quick, the quick passing lanes that Tua Tungabailoa likes to use. And, um, he actually was able to do that one time. He, he blitzed, saw, identified that, the that alignment was coming out to block him, which of course means that that lineman cannot go block somebody else, at least not immediately. um. And so he backed out. He backed out to the right, and then he read to his eyes and came back to the left, and just barely got his fingertips on a ball that otherwise would have been a touchdown. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, to so, as a comma, yeah, to, as a comma. So there, but there were instances like that where where the uh, the Patriots started to um, to use you know their blitz options and and sort of amorphous. Um, fronts and uh and rushes uh rush looks that um that could help them to either spring a dude loose because you don't have a lineman coming out and so he's he's trying to make a beeline to the quarterback or um or if you do have if they do look like they're getting it blocked up then you focus on those short passing lanes and Tua a is not a tall passer um And so, and he, but he is a quick passer. So you know it's coming through one of those one of those rush lanes. And if you just if you get your hands up and you, um, I think that the Dolphins' offense has shown that that's that's where you can actually stop the play uh, before it gets out to their uh, their fast wide receivers and their big playmakers. So that's actually more what I'm worried about. I'm not so worried about the secondary. I think that the loss of Christian Gonzalez is a big deal. I think that the addition of JC Jackson is a big deal because Miami likes to put a bullseye on that dude. <laughs> yes. And um, like in fact there there have been three times this year, I think, where uh where the Dolphins, maybe four, um, where the Dolphins have uh have called a called a play or run a play that Tua Valoa and Tyreek Hill specifically either asked for or they um they audibled to or whatever you know there's the there was the instance where Mike McDaniel or you know sent in a play and Tua said, Oh, I didn't hear it, you know. <laughs> um there is uh there was another instance a week later where Mike McDaniel was just kind of like, you know, your call man. You you, you do what you do what you want to do. And and the and each time they've thrown a touchdown to Tyree a long touchdown to Tyreek. Well, one of those, the first one of those was in week one against the Chargers against J.C. Jackson, where J.C. Jackson was super happy with himself for having intercepted a ball in the end zone. I mean, he pushed the guy down on the ground, mm. um, and and they didn't call it. He, he intercepted the ball in the end zone, stupidly ran out, and got tackled at the four-yard line. <laughs> um, yes. And, you know, so he's he's all happy with himself. And the very next play that Dolphins got back on, on offense – they they dial up his number because Tyreek is you know noticing a certain thing that he's doing when he releases a certain way, and um and they they just go for that long touchdown. Well, they like the bullseye J C Jackson, and now he's on the New England defense. And I don't buy this thing that like you know he's just well he's just going to be magic because he's reunited with Bill Belichick. I don't think there is any sprinkle magic that's been um that's been put in his cereal. I think that uh, they're going to bullseye him again, and that's kind of a gift to our offense. Um, And Christian Gonzalez being missing and J.C. Jackson going in is probably about as good for us as you can get. Uh, I'm more worried about that line of scrimmage, Uh, and that's you know even without Matthew Judon, Matthew Judon couldn't factor in that much in that game because we were getting the ball out too fast, right?
2: yeah yeah, although he did uh remember i charted that game he had six pass rush opportunities and he had three pressures on them with one sack
1: yeah i mean because he got he got like whole he got like hardly any actual pass rush opportunities mm -hmm. yeah six six total (laughs) yeah i mean that's not that's not much for an entire game let's let's like imagine if you just had six pass rushes in an entire game instead of 49 you know (laughs) yeah um so uh, I, I think that um, I I think that Matthew Judon, his being missing might not be as big a deal as we think, unless unless the Patriots are buttoned up on the back end as far as dis- being disruptive in their coverage, and we do and Tua Tunga is forced to hold the ball longer. If he's forced to hold the ball longer, then the fact that Matthew Judon isn't there to put to to keep him on an egg timer would um would factor into the game um but otherwise you know they're going to bullseye jc jackson and I, i i'm not buying i think that the secondary can be hit up um and the main thing that i worry about is uh belichick's actions in the defensive front you know like what what sort of games are they playing um with blitz options or with you know uh sort of what imagine plays where nobody is down and you know there's seven guys over there just kind of we've done that ourselves back when we had brian flores and um and uh what's his name the defensive coordinator josh boyer Mm -hmm. we did that we've done we've done that before right where where we had like everybody up and they're all kind of wiggling and moving around and the offensive line can't tell who's coming who and stuff like that well uh, imagine doing that but you know, also just occupying offensive linemen, um, and then getting out into those passing lanes that Tua Tagovailoa loves to hit up. You know, that's mm. that's what I
2: worry about. All right, and we're gonna to get to two things here. Then we'll have our predictions, and then we'll get out of here. First things first. What's the plan at left guard? It seems like Isaiah Wynn is gonna be gone for a while. My idea is: Look, Rob Jones was on the way to being the top guard off the bench in training camp. I think that's where you get that's where what you get back to, and eventually you train up to the point where Rob Jones is the starting left guard. Unless you are going to trade for one on on Tuesday, but if you don't, I think that that's where this is headed. And Rob Jones, you wait, so ben-
1: say th- say this again. You think that they're going to ramp up Robert Jones?
2: Yeah, he's been he's been practicing for a week now. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In training camp, it was obvious to me and a lot and to a lot of the observers that he was the top guard off the bench behind Win yeah. and Hunt. Uh, sure. I think that that's what they're going to get back to, and eventually, I don't know if it's going to be this week. I think I think uh, Lester Cotton will play on Sunday, but I you think, think eventually, so? yeah, uh, eventually, I think Robert Jones is the starting left guard
1: well i'm I'm wondering why the future's not now why i mean they 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 already brought him back to the uh to the to the roster and closed up his they didn't have to close up his twenty one day practice window but they did it mm-hmm. um you know he he could have they could have kept the practice window open and kept the roster spot or you know whatever um and I'm just wondering why you know why why do that last week If this week, you know, he's up to me, he's up, Mm. you know, if this week you're gonna, you're gonna hold him out and still have Lester Cotton, I'd be concerned if it's Lester Cotton out there. Mm. I'll be honest. Um, I think Robert Jones should be out there. But the other consideration is that Liam Eikenberg, for better or worse, most people think worse, um, has been playing football for the Dolphins. This week seems like a good week that Connor Williams might actually return. Mm -hmm. And so that frees Liam Eichenberg to potentially start at left guard. And the reason that you would do that is because, well, A, Lester Cotton didn't do so hot last week anyway. But, um, you know, if you, you are correct that Robert Jones is not quite ready yet, then I would think the Dolphins would want to keep a guy that's been out there and been communicating with the rest of the line, and been you know like for the for the purposes of chemistry. And remember, Liam Eichenberg was competing for the start with was the guy competing for the start with Isaiah Wynn. It wasn't mm-hmm. Robert Jones, mm-hmm. right? Or not really, you know. Um, and and what they didn't, yeah, there was decision. always a
2: there was always a finger on the scale for Isaiah Wynn from day one sure sure but
1: but the guy ostensibly competing with him for that start until the very end was liam Eichenberg. so to me if if robert jones can't go yet then i, I think the dolphins are going to put march liam Eichenberg out there while connor williams goes back a center
2: yeah my concern and why i would be um cautious with robert jones is his injury was serious uh, he had um i think what did they release that it was an mcl or something like that but i I saw the injury when it happened and you know you saw it it was against the texans i believe and i saw him in his rehab he did not look good and it's taken him a while uh originally originally he was supposed to be ready for like week four and look at him now
1: well but it's also relevant that robert jones is is literally not on the the injury list like he he Mm -hmm. didn't participate he didn't participate wednesday and wednesday and it was not they said not injury related it was personal reasons right and then for thursday they designated him removed from list you know not full participation removed from list like he is not on the injury list so i don't know like i if he's not playing, that's a concern to me because like by all means, I, I don't he should be
2: playing. Mm-hmm. Uh I would say this. Uh I think he's overdue. He was supposed to be ready by week four, and here we are, week seven, week eight. Mm-hmm. Uh actually week eight. It's week eight. It's double the time that he, that, that he was yeah. he was supposed to be out half the time that he's been out. So. Yeah,
1: and 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 remember that in preseason, he had that one game that was like, you know, one of the better games that I've seen. Mm-hmm you know from a from a guard in Miami um uh, accepting uh, probably Robert Hunt or maybe even including Robert Hunt um and then you know the very next week he 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 stumbled and didn't have a great game and then he got injured so um but yeah i mean he had he had a showing in the preseason that was like eye opening mm-hmm. so um so you know could be a good thing
2: All right, on the way out, I think we could be very brief with this, and then we'll get our our predictions off. Uh, Do you think the team is a little bit too Tyreek Hill-centric? There's a lot of talent on this offense. Um, That game against the Eagles just seemed like like only Tua and Tyreek were playing out there, (laughs) you know? I thought it was, you know, and I don't mind, you know, giving our best players the ball as much as possible, but, you know, a little diversity in play calling a little diversity in personnel I think would have been a little bit better uh going forward uh I understand that there's a huge it's a gravitational pull that Tyreek Hill has and he's a huge personality so you you know you know how that that that, that must be in that in that huddle and on that sideline mm-hmm. so you know he's he's going to ask for the ball and you're going to want to give it to him but yeah, i guess yeah. very very quickly do you think They've become too Tyreek Hill centric on offense?
1: No, not really. I mean, he's the best receiver in the game and he's aiming for a two thousand plus well,
2: yard season. Well, ESPN says that he's the tenth best. So yeah,
1: well, ESPN's full of shit. Um he's the best receiver in the game and he's aiming for a two thousand plus yard season. And no, I, I think I think you absolutely, you know, you are you are justified in making the offense um him the center of the offense, essentially. Uh, of the passing offense at least and um and they 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 use that they use that in so many ways I mean they use him to free open other guys so um I I don't I don't have any concerns that way um what I will say is that you know look for him it's probably you're probably better off making him making this offense the Tyree Kill show at home. And then on the road, it might be a little bit different because of the the way that crowd noise has been uh, impacting the the offense to you know two games now. So um, because he's he's the focal point of the whole, you know the the pre snap motions and shifts and stuff like that. Like he's often the focal point of that, and and if that's being impacted by the um, by the crowd noise. Then, you know, you might have a problem on the road trying to execute, you know, the Tyreek Hill show um on the road. And maybe that's how they have to adjust.
2: All right. Here's the prediction. I'll give mine. Thirty-one twenty Miami. Um, their offense gets back on track, scoring thirty points again, uh again uh at home. Uh they hold them down, get a turnover or two. Thirty one twenty Miami. Your thoughts?
1: I think this game is actually going to be closer and I get my sense is that this might be the point in the season at which Miami's uh, offense starts to inevitably slump a little bit off of their off of their uh record breaking pace. Um I was looking for this actually for for any sign that that Miami's offense had been actually stopped because in previous games it had either been too few drives, like the Patriots, you know, where they're still scoring two and a half points a drive, which is, you know, still absurd, um, or the Bills game where it was just all about scoreboard pressure. I mean, so they were still rolling in the Bills game. It's just that at the end, the scoreboard was so out of hand that they f- were forced to make some really risky calls that um, that burned them. So, but this Eagles game was not like that. I think that they uh, the offense actually had been. Um, Stop somewhat. So I think that they could go through a little bit of a a slump. I'm going to call this game like 20 to 16. I think that Belichick is probably going to speed the game up again, uh, have as few drives as possible, and then turn it into one of those things that happen or that that come down to the final drive, the final drive outcome. Um, So 20 to 16, I think that Dolphins' defense getting Jalen Ramsey back Uh, Is going to make a difference, Um, and so uh, so yeah, they'll win this. They'll be able to win this game, but the Patriots will probably cover, in my opinion.
2: All right, and I'm sure that that result, you know, Dolphin fans on Twitter and elsewhere will just take that result and just love it. You know, for an entire they will
1: hang themselves on Monday morning. (laughs) You know, that is a fact. And, and, you know, what's interesting is because then we're setting up and I think we're all guilty of this a little bit overlooking this opponent, you know, and for the Frankfurt game against Kansas City, it's going to be such a huge game. And I think it's going to be interesting uh, to juxtapose those two, the games, the Eagles game with the, the Frankfurt game, because like everybody's going to say, ah, the Dolphins don't perform in big situations. They don't perform against good opponents. Um, and so I, I imagine the Dolphins will be almost universally picked against in that Chiefs game, but I think they'll be a look overlooking a lot of important factors. For example, you know, this is not in Kansas City, this is in Frankfurt. So crowd noise, you know, against Miami's offense is is probably not gonna factor as much. And then Miami's gonna be considerably healthier than they were against the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Mm-hmm. So um you know that's that's going to be an interesting game. That to me is the real test. That's probably the first time where if the dolphins don't come up um you know come up with a, 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 at least losing the game like you know in a heartbreaker at the very end or something like that. If they don't come up big in that game, that's where I'll actually start to be concerned about the the character of this team uh going forward as they try to get through the playoffs.
2: Yeah. And I completely agree with you. I think the the goal is rather clear. get home field advantage throughout the playoffs and and winning that game goes a long way toward that oh yeah. let's 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 hope that it's more like my thirty one twenty prediction, okay? So we could say right back on schedule with you know high flying offense, everything's you know, you're
1: justified. you're justified because they're at home. and when they're at home, this offense should be back to track me. But you know, I just kind of have a feeling that it might not be that way.
2: Yeah, I, although I will say this, I I pray for the Las Vegas Raiders because if you do the math, the entire team should be healthy, including HN. <laughs> yeah. the the Las Vegas Raiders are going to get absolutely boat race when they come down here, and that's few, that's where
1: you know we have we have talked about how conservative they have been on the injuries and like keeping guys out and stuff like that. That's about where you're going to hopefully start to see the the um the benefits of that. I think you know, everybody start coming back and then, oh boy, yeah. you know, they're they're off to the races.
2: Yeah, I think after, right after that, that bye week is when I think the bubble wrap comes off of everybody and everybody's expected to play after that. So, all right, that's it. On Monday, we will be armed with results and we'll talk about it. Well, hopefully we're talking about a nice, comfortable win, um, you know, Chris's scenario of a last drive 20 to 16 makes me want to throw up. Yeah, a lot of Dolphins fans will. <laughs> All right. So, you know, how about a nice little comfortable 11-point win, you know, a kneel down with two minutes left on the clock? That's that's what I'm looking for, okay? Patriots are out of timeouts. There's two minutes left. We're kneeling down. How about that? All right. We'll talk about it on Monday, but till then.
0: Thanks for listening to 3 Yards
1: Per Caddy. You can subscribe via iTunes, on Podbean,